1: Welcome to Social Selling Simplified. I'm your host, Ashley Shaw. And today we're diving into all things I wish I'd quit doing sooner. So I have come up with the five things that I wish I'd quit doing sooner. And I want to start off by explaining a little bit about where I was before I started moving through these five things. I had a ton of beliefs that were holding me back in my business without even realizing it. And this is the super, super tricky thing about beliefs. And if you haven't heard this before, this may just blow your mind. The thing is with beliefs that we start to feel that they are truths. Like if you ask somebody, oh, you know, when it comes to time, you have all the time you need to get something done. It's just a belief that you don't have enough time. They would literally probably fight you if they really believed that that was just a truth. Like, no, really, I just don't have time. Beliefs can be tricky because we innately think that that's just the way it is and that there's no other opinion around those things. So some other examples would be making money is easy or making money is hard or achieving your fitness goals is easy or achieving your fitness goals is hard. What makes something like this actually not a fact or a truth is that there can be two very, very different opinions about these things. And I think there's a lot of us as entrepreneurs, as moms, as partners, as women, as friends, as coaches, as all the things that we are thinking unconsciously. So I want you to think about your brain for a second as a computer. You can only have a certain number of tabs open before your brain starts to get super overwhelmed. And those things really line up with our beliefs. And if we don't think something aligns, then we just make this unconscious decision to not take any action or change it. It's something our brain is doing to help conserve energy and calories. That's what your brain helps you do. It doesn't want to burn too many calories. We don't really examine these things going on in the back of our operating system, which is the way in which we actually make our decisions. There's kind of a lot going on here when we throw out the word beliefs or truths or limiting beliefs, however you want to phrase it. And the best way that I have found to get more and more clarity as to sort of what you're telling yourself Think about whenever you feel resistance to something, like maybe, for example, I don't know, you're scrolling social and you see another coach or somebody that you feel does something similar to you, and instantly you feel this like resistance and you don't really know what it is. You know, you may label it as jealousy or as I don't want to follow this person or something anymore. Like that is a bit of resistance. It's something that bubbling up to tell you there's a belief in there that is not lining up. So you need to pay attention to what that may be. And it could be about money. It could be about success. It could be, you know, thinking like, I have to look a certain way to be successful on social media or on in my online business. It could be any of those things. I just think it's really important to think about that as we're moving through this conversation, because that is really where a ton of these for me really came from. Things that were sort of sitting in my unconscious that until I paid attention to the resistance, until I started meditating and trying to create a little bit of space for those things to bubble up, did I really learn what these things were for myself? Let's start here with number one, thinking success was just getting lucky. I can't tell you how many different businesses that Bill and I have started and stopped. And the first one would have been back when we first met, actually. We had this idea to start a business called Lazy Groceries. And you might have heard this story before, but this was our business of delivering groceries. And we had an online website. And I think we got... Maybe one or two orders. One order was like for two dog beds <laughs> from Costco and they were sold out. So I don't think we really ever technically had an order, but we had that business. We sold art from Vietnam. We sold backpacks. We sold scarf rings. We sold bubble bags. We sold all these different things. And I think what constantly just racked my brain during those times was that we're just not getting lucky. Something is not lining up to allow us to get to that next level. And the truth really was that I was not passionate about those things that I wanted to show up for that audience and talk to people about scarves or about backpacks. Like There was no passion there. So I think the biggest difference is that when it comes to success and really being able to carve that out, what I found is that if you would do something for free, then you're going to be successful at it because there's so much heart, there's so much passion, there's so much authenticity there that... All of those things combined really do make you unstoppable. It's just about finding that sweet spot and knowing this is what I want to do. And I think no matter if you are in health and fitness, let's say, for example, there are a million and one different coaches or personal trainers. For example, there are personal trainers I've worked with in the past when I used to go to the gym, which I do not do anymore. I am definitely an at-home workout person now. That has definitely changed. And COVID really, really solidified that for me as well. Plus having a baby. I just, I love working out at home. But I used to have trainers that were, you know, certain ones were like all about getting you ready to compete. And you were like, I don't even know if I ever want to compete. And then I had other trainers that were really great at functional exercise activities and it made the workouts really fun. And I had other trainers that I really didn't jive with that were so focused on form and just certain things that always made it feel like this girl's always been, this sounds horrible. I'm just going to say it though. This girl's always been thin. She's never had to worry about her weight. Like of course, she's going to be picking and prodding at me and being like, don't do this, do that. Don't do this. So even in that example, that's three different types of trainers out there and they all have different skill sets. Now, were they all great trainers? yes, but they were made for different people. And so I think that that is one thing that's just wonderful about success and really being in your zone of genius is there are so many people out there in this world that are perfect for you. It's not about getting lucky, but it's about connecting with them and speaking directly to them. That is thing number one, thinking success was just getting lucky. Thing number two, obsessing over results. So I have been always a compulsive obsessor, especially when it comes to workouts, health, nutrition, those sort of things. Like that was always, I think, just in my family in general, because I come from a family that owned a gym back in the 80s. I just thought everyone worked out all the time. Everyone ate a certain way. Like, I just thought that was how everyone lived their life. When I get together with my sisters, it's like, when are we getting our workout in? It's annoying, but we all are like that. I don't know. That's just what we do. But when it comes to business, I also realized like I was the exact same. If my startup for my day was not exactly precise, like I didn't get in my workout before, I didn't get in enough time to do my journaling, it would completely throw me off. I was so focused on results, whereas I have been really challenging that in changing my approach because anytime you coach anyone, it's never like, Oh, you didn't put the food into the measuring cup that way. Mm, Yeah, you're probably not going to be successful. Nobody ever coaches anyone like that. So why the heck do we coach ourselves like that? Right? Like, oh, you didn't do five minutes of reading today. You're probably not going to be successful. I have had to let go of some of these things and not focus on the end result. So one thing that I have been doing differently in my health and fitness and in my business is I have been instead trying to focus on good habits. I am somebody that does like to work out most days, but I don't make it Like I have to get in 30 minute workout every day or else. Like if I do five minutes on the days, I'm not a hundred percent feeling up to it. That's cool. And it can be yoga. It can be some stretching, like totally fine. So I have really tried to let go of the result and focus more on What do I need to do daily to feel really good about myself, to feel like I've got a good routine? And it's the same in my business. I think I used to really obsess over the results. How many likes did that get? Or how many coaches were we able to help? Or things like that. Whereas now, it's more about... like For me, it's about the learning. That's what I love about... Uh, my particular business is that I just get to learn stuff in the marketing world and consume content and then teach it. And that's what I really care about. Other people can can look at in my business, but they're not things that really matter to me. I am more about being in my sweet spot and I love teaching and simplifying. I have let go of just trying to always be in the results. Obsessing over results. Bye-bye. I don't do that anymore. I just focus on good habits that make sense when you didn't get a good sleep last night or your baby was up most of the night or COVID happened and your business had to change a little bit. That is thing number two. Thing number three is doing things just to tick boxes. So, oh man, I used to have just an ongoing to-do list or what maybe should be called the never, never list. And it would just be overflowing. And I would never allow myself to really feel good because it it was like that list was like never, ever, ever ending. Ticking boxes, it's a recipe for never focusing on the biggest priorities. And one of the things that I've learned in reading uh, some of Michael Hyatt's books, The Ideal Week, Free to Focus, some of those style of training and teaching is that it really isn't about this overflowing to-do list that is going to help you be more productive. It's actually about every week deciding what are the biggest priorities Or the three biggest rocks that I need to get accomplished and then blocking out the time to actually do those things instead of sitting down and being like, hmm, what's easy and what do I want to do right now? Because I find as an entrepreneur, there's just an ongoing list forever and ever and ever that there's always stuff to do, right? This is really about taking that step back, learning how to prioritize. The other piece of this is that I stopped thinking about when problems would come up that needed to solve them right away. I started something that Michael Hyatt calls, or sorry, this isn't Michael Hyatt. This piece is actually uh, traction. And this is what traction would call the issues list. This is a list of things that when something comes up that I remember, like, oh shoot, like I definitely need a solution for this or a strategy. I add it to that list and I have time during my week that me and the team, whatever team it involves, if it's sales and marketing, if it's operations, if it's finance and tech, if it's family, like whatever it is. It has a specific meeting and a specific time that we actually review it. Because that stuff for me could just take me right off the deep end and off track. And I'm not about just ticking boxes anymore. I'm really about getting clear on those priorities and any of those distractions, they just get added to an issues list that I process at a different time when I am meant to go through that list and process that list. That is tip number three. So number four, trying to do all the things myself. This was not one that just happened overnight. I remember there were times when Bill and I were fixing up some houses, and that's one of our side passions that we love to own property in places that we love to visit. And we've been very fortunate. My dad has always helped us understand that if you can buy one piece of property and then rent it out and then pay the mortgage for that, you know, try to move on to the next one. And he's always really, from the time I was a very young child, he was reading, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and Stephen Covey, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Like my dad read that when he was like 16 years old. He had a lot going on for him when he was growing up in childhood with his parents divorcing. He poured himself into personal development. So from a very young age, we have always been shown how to make your money make money for you. This is a long tangent, but I promise you, I'm coming back to the point. When it came to homes and houses and different things, Bill and I were always looking for what could be the next property that we might want to look at and that sort of thing. So we would always do all the work too, right? Like when we would do a refresh, uh, to something, like we would always do all the painting, like we did the floors in our last house that we bought. We did a lot of stuff ourselves. And now the difference is that. I try to really focus on my zones of genius in the areas that, when you think of the per hour amount, like if when it comes to getting something done, like cutting the grass normally this would just add to our list. And as an entrepreneur, I think it's interesting to think about, well, what would it take to have someone else do it? If I'm going to pay them 15 or 20 bucks an hour, what does that free me up to do? And what is my hourly rate that I want to charge for myself? Because if I give myself that extra bit of time, then I can be more impactful in my business. So instead of trying to do all the things... I really try not to take on all the things anymore. when it comes to childcare, that's something that COVID has really changed the dynamic of that. I spend a ton of time with my daughter and so does my husband. We really haven't had as much opportunity to get childcare, but it's definitely something on my list. Like if I could pay someone that is really great with my daughter, then I have some time to put into my business where I can make a certain amount per hour based on my values. The other thing to think about is cleaning the house and laundry? Are you the one that should be doing all your graphics or posting in your groups? Really just thinking about what is my hourly rate versus what is it that I could outsource that I could find someone else to do so that I can get up in the the tasks that are more important to the business? Because there are things in your business that are like $1,000 an hour tasks, setting out your sales strategy and doing the planning that way versus just making an image the dollar per hour exchange there is much less. I do not try to do all the things anymore. I always think about, is there somebody else that I could have helped me do this so that I can focus on leveling up and doing stuff that only I can do. Okay, thing number five, just going after big financial goals without looking at the holistic picture. So this is a good one because I think we're sort of taught that when you set some financial goals in your business. And once you get there, like, woohoo, you're going to celebrate and it's going to be great. And I have always found that actually achieving goals is a very big yo-yo for me. I'm not sure if anyone else out there feels the same way, but anytime I have achieved a big goal, there's a big high that comes with it and a big low. What it is, it's like the all the endorphins and all those things like from hitting the goal, but then it swings back and it's like, okay, now what? Because all that purpose was attached to that goal. And this has happened, oh man, like every single time, without doubt, every time we hit a big goal, (laughs) I always feel, oh my God, I need to get my life together after it. For a good, you know, there's like an afterburn of two months usually for me. I'm starting to get better at recognizing it and knowing what I need to do. But I think it's really about being more holistic about goals and not just focusing on the financial. Because You know, a lot of the things that we desperately strive for and want to get to are usually it's not all financial stuff. We all are going after a feeling. And one thing that I've always wanted thinking about a feeling is the feeling of being free, that I didn't have to exchange my time for money, that I couldn't take vacation when I wanted, that I couldn't be with my husband when I wanted, all those things. That was a big goal for me. And then the financial aspect, which was really being able to fund our Airbnb business and the properties and be able to travel around to different places, not be able to, I guess, miss out on all the opportunities of how wonderful the world is and all the great places that we can go and visit. Having those two things to drive me, it helps definitely set some goalposts. But there are other things that have become so much more important to me since we've been able to achieve some of those things right? around freedom and around some finances and being able to buy some different properties and things like that. I now really focus on what are my spiritual goals? What does that look like? What does my meditation practice look like? What does my journaling look like? What does my relationships look like? And how often am I connecting with friends and things like that? As well as of course, physical health. How often am I setting aside time to exercise? All those things that make you feel good without it having to be this like huge financial goal where you're telling yourself, like, I won't feel good until I achieve this. Those are the five things I wish I'd quit doing sooner. And you know, in the same breath, I'm the type of person that is sort of like, I've learned those lessons at the time I was supposed to learn them. I regret nothing. And I've learned so much along the way from having to unpack those lessons myself. I'm super thankful and I'm super grateful to be able to share those with uh, you guys today. And I mean, since things have been changing with those five things I shared with you guys, becoming a mom, I've really had to learn how to let go. Things don't always happen on a dime or like they once did before children. So I think that these five changes have made a huge impact for me. And I really hope that they do the same for you. I'd love to know in the comments, If you have anything else you'd wish that you had quit doing sooner, or if any of these really, really resonated with you and you feel like you're so glad that you were able to pick up those tips today. So thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll see you next time on Social Selling Simplified. Thanks for taking the time to level up today. If you're ready to commit to personal and professional growth, move forward, make money and grow your health and fitness business, head to my free community on Facebook, Business Bootcamp for Fitness Coaches, so I can support you every step along the way. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And we'll see you right back here next week on Social
0: Selling Simplified.